Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, we've got the dates. We've got the dates, Raider Nation. We've got more dates. We'll talk about that and a lot more coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, May 12th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You ought to win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. And welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it's available. And of course, if you're checking us out on YouTube, one, we appreciate you. Two, we appreciate my man Ari, who makes sure we're up on YouTube each and every day, does a fantastic job. You can check him out on Twitter at Ari Produces. And lots to get to on today's show, Raider Nation. It's been a long time coming. We've been talking about the NFL schedule, not just the international games, not just the Black Friday games, not just a couple games here or there with a slow drip process, but all the games, including the preseason games, we got those on Thursday. So we'll talk about that. We'll get to your calls and texts and news and notes all coming up on today's edition. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. And today is the first day of rookie minicamp. All the players that the Raiders drafted in late April's draft, the guys that they signed immediately after, the 10 players they signed then, and then, of course, all the players that they've invited to camp just on a tryout-type basis. And if you remember correctly, going back to, what, 2016, Jalen Richard, he was uh, invited to camp, three-day little mini camp, signed a deal, and ended up having a five-year career with the silver and black from the running back position, was a really good uh, little player for the Raiders for a while. And so uh, dreams can be had, right? Dreams can be made this weekend in rookie minicamp. So all that activity will be taking place at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, the 12th through the 14th. There's no media availability, so I won't be able to sit there and say, oh, this is what's going on with you know Aiden O'Connell, or this is what's going on with Christopher Smith, or this, that, and the other. But we will get some media availability when OTAs get started May 25th. June 1st, and of course, June 15th as well. And then minicamp, or mandatory minicamp, June 6th through 8th. So we'll have an opportunity to talk to the head coach, talk to different players and different coaches as well those dates. But the rookie minicamp is taking place uh, starting today. Also, uh, not only on Thursday did the schedule drop for the whole NFL, all the games, but also the Raiders were busy signing their rookie, uh, their rookie draft class. And they signed five out of the nine guys, including wide receiver Trey Tucker. He was the first one to sign. He's the third-round pick out of Cincinnati. Of course, he's the guy that's the burner. We know he's going to be a big-time player when it comes to special teams, both kick return and also as a gunner. But how is he going to be implemented into Josh McDaniels' offense? Obviously, that's something we'll find out when uh, you know training camp happens, preseason goes on, and maybe early in the season, and maybe not. Maybe he will be a guy that they start really implementing into the offense a little bit you know, midway through the season. But we know uh, off top, he'll be contributing by way of special teams. Also, right after Trey Tucker signed, then the notification came through that Purdue quarterback, former Purdue quarterback, fourth-round pick Aiden O'Connell signed his rookie deal, and who knows what he's going to develop into. I think sky's the limit for him. I believe, just my personal gut feeling, tells me that he's going to be probably a really good backup in the league, but you never know. Right. I mean, the the Patriots had had uh, drafted uh, Jarrett Stidham and Jarrett Stidham was a guy that looked like after a few years, maybe he had the possibility of being a starter in the NFL. And there was plenty of people before Jimmy G signed with the Raiders that thought Jarrett Stidham was going to be the guy, at least for 2023 as a starter. And now he's in Denver as the backup quarterback. So who knows what uh, Aiden O'Connell is going to turn into at the end of the day? I think that he could be a really good backup and maybe he ends up being a starter in the league for the Raiders or 
for any other team. Maybe they end up flipping him. Like, you know, all these teams need quarterbacks. So he signed his deal on Thursday as well. Then right after him, six-round pick, linebacker Amari Bernie out of Florida, a guy that had a lot of production in 2022, including four sacks, multiple interceptions, a couple fumble recoveries. He was a guy that was really all over the field for Florida. Interested to see how that could be or how he could be added to that linebacking room, how he can help out the linebacking room, especially coming back with a healthy Divine Diablo. Want to see what that linebacking core really looks like now with Amari Bernie. So he's now under contract. Right after him, Fifth-round draft pick, safety Chris Smith out of Georgia, uh, who I like to call Jerron Harmon Jr. <laughs> he's not really a junior, but, I mean, he's he's very Jerron Harmon-like. He's a guy that is not the most athletic dude, but he has production. He's a film rat. He's a guy who's just a, he's got intelligence, something that the Raiders are looking for. So he's under contract as well. And then the final guy that signed on Thursday was seventh-round draft pick, defensive tackle Nesta J. Silvera out of Arizona State. He also had some good production in 2022. So all those guys are on the contract the other guys will get done quick fast in a hurry as well it used to be really complicated to get all your uh, rookie guys under contract it used to be one of those things where I used to pay attention say all right this guy hasn't signed yet this guy hasn't signed yet what's taking so long now that they got the rookie wage scale it's really just a matter of you know contract language you know dotting the i's and crossing the t's it's not really that difficult so if you're keeping track Tyree Wilson first round pick Michael Mayer the second round pick Byron Young the third round pick they all still need to sign their deal. And then fourth round pick, number 104 overall, Ja'Korian Bennett, the cornerback out of Maryland, he is still unsigned as well. So those four guys need to sign their deal. Some will probably happen today, and some will, and the rest will probably happen over the course of the weekend. Again, I don't think it's going to be a big deal to get them done sooner rather than later. And I'll say this, with Tyree Wilson and his foot injury and him recovering and saying that he'll be ready for training camp, I don't expect to see him or hear about him doing anything, any kind of activity, real activity this upcoming weekend anyway. So he'll probably be the last guy to sign his contract, but he'll get his contract signed and he'll be ready to go sooner rather than later. Again, the foot injury is the only thing that, you know, I have any kind of concern about. I'm assuming, as he said, he'll be ready for a training camp and Dave Ziegler and company seem to feel like he'll be ready for training camp. So that's really all that matters. So that was the signings that the Raiders had. Also on Thursday, the schedule was released. On Thursday's show here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast, I went over the five elements that I was looking forward to and I was going to look at as soon as the schedule gets released. When is the bye week? When is the first home game? AFC games early in the season. Uh, the Chiefs bye week. I wanted to see when the Chiefs bye week was, when the Raiders play at Arrowhead, and when and if the Raiders play uh, the Chiefs right after their bye week, and then primetime games. So those are the five things that I was looking at. So we've got the schedule. We'll break it down. We'll do the wins or losses, way early predictions. You know, they're guaranteed to be wrong. I'll go through the schedule and say, oh, this is a dub, this is a L, this is a dub, this is an L. And then I'll come up with some kind of total at the end, and it's guaranteed to be wrong, but that's what we do, right? We like to get an early idea of how we feel about the upcoming schedule for the Silver and Black. So we'll do that all coming up in segment number two of the show after I tell you about Built Bar. And when I check out Built Bar, I look at their website each and every day, built.com, and see what kind of fancy stuff they have. And they always have something fancy, including right now they have birthday cake puff, including sprinkles. So if you're one, a marshmallow person, boom, that's for you. If you like birthday cake, boom, that's for you. If you want a protein bar, boom, that's all for you, all packed in one. That's called the birthday cake puff. It's available right now at built.com. If you like marshmallows, any flavor puff is something that you want. If you're not a marshmallow person, I'm not a big marshmallow person, but they do have granola bars. If you're a granola person, I do like that. Chocolate coconut granola, chocolate peanut butter granola, those are available. Maybe you don't want granola. How about peanut butter puff? How about coconut brownie strip bar, snickerdoodle chunk puff? They've got something 
for everybody. Calories, low. Sugar, low. Protein, high. Flavor, fantastic. So if you're looking for a snack, maybe you're going to get your workout on. Maybe you're just spending a long day at work and you need something to get you through. Or Again, maybe you just want a snack anyway. You don't really have to have a reason. Maybe you're watching a hoop game or something, and you just want a snack on something. Built Bar is the way to go. Whatever it is, you check out the website. They have something for everybody. I guarantee there's a flavor that you won't only like, but you'll love. Check it out today, Built.com. When you go to check out, use that promo code LOCKEDON15. It's all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, the number one five. LOCKEDON15 will save you 15% off your order when you go to check out at Built.com. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to do all the deep diving into the Raiders 2023 NFL schedule right now. Cut off uh, segment number one a little bit short just because I wanted to be able to spend a little bit extra time with the schedule. One, I wanted to go over the five criteria that I pay attention to when I get the schedule in my hand. And of course, on Thursday, it was a slow drip process. There was leaks coming out all over Twitter. Uh, people were arguing, no, it's this day. No, this game is being played. No, no look, I'll wait until 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific time to get the actual schedule and then be good to go. And so that's what happens. So the five things I was looking for, the bye week, first and foremost, first home game, second, AFC games early in the season, Chiefs bye week, when do the Raiders play at Arrowhead, and then prime time games. The bye week doesn't come till week 13. That could be a gift. That could be a curse. I like it later in the season. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'd I much rather have the bye week in week 13 than after week five, like the Raiders had it a, a year ago. But the only problem is if they get hit with a few injuries early on in the season, they don't have that buffer week to try to get better, right? So, I mean, you got to go through a gauntlet. You got to go through 12 games before you get a bye. But if you're able to get through it, somewhat injury-free, and nobody's going to be injury-free 100%. I mean, injuries are going to happen, right? We know that. But if you can get through it pretty decently, then all of a sudden you get a Week 13 break, and then you can finish out the season strong, get a little bit of recharge in the batteries, and then boom, you can hit the uh, the rest of the season and go strong. So, again, I'd much rather have the bye in Week 13 than Week 5 but I, or Week 6, but I actually really was looking at it around Week like 8, 9, maybe even 10, 13 is pushing it just a little bit, but I'd rather push it just a little bit than have it super early in the season. So that's the bye week right there following the Chiefs game, believe it or not, right? <laughs> How often does that happen? All the time. They play the Chiefs in week 12, and then they have the bye weeks. It seems like it happens all the time. Last year, they played the Chiefs in week five, had the bye week right after that. When is the first home game? Not till week three. They start out at Denver, then they travel to Buffalo. So the, the first home game is not till the Pittsburgh Steelers come to Allegiant Stadium on Sunday night football, 520 kickoff Pacific time. So there you go. Week three is the first home game. So they start out on the road. How many AFC games do they have early in the season? How about five out of the first six? I think that that's awesome. I really do. I'm excited about five out of the first six because if you come out of that first, you know, five out of the first six, if you play those five AFC games and you come out three and two, you're in a good position. Remember, all the goals is to get to the playoffs. I'm not saying that the Raiders are going to be a playoff team, but if you can get out to a three and two start in the AFC, all of a sudden you set yourself up for, for success later on in the season. So that's what I'm looking at. I enjoy the Raiders getting a bunch of AFC games under their belt immediately early in the season. Again, September and October, a lot of teams are still trying to figure out themselves. So some of the tougher games that they may have still could be games that they may be able to steal, or maybe they're just flat out better than them. So I'm okay with five out of the first six games being AFC games. Then the Chiefs bye week. When is the Chiefs bye week? Well, they actually 
They have their bye week, uh, week 10, and then they play the Eagles the next week. So the Raiders avoid that issue that they've always had, right? Having to play the Chiefs coming off Kansas City's bye week. You don't beat Andy Reid. That's going to be the Eagles' issues this, this year. And then the Raiders don't play Kansas City until week 12, and they don't play an arrowhead until Christmas on week 16. So uh, it's kind of weird to see the Chiefs back to you know, almost like within a few weeks of each other. You would think that they have them early in the season and then late, but there you go. Week 12. In, uh, in Allegiant Stadium for Kansas City and then Arrowhead Stadium on Christmas week 16. Finally, primetime games. Six, if you're including that Christmas game that I just talked about. Four of them at, our, at home. And I'm really shocked that they're getting that many primetime games for a team that went 6-11 and 11 a year ago. And if I'm reading the schedule correctly, and there's always a chance that I'm not, <laughs> I don't think that any of those games could be flexed. So I think for the most part, the Raiders will have six primetime games in 2023. So, What's the schedule? What's the schedule look like, and how many wins do I think that they're going to get? Well, let's go ahead and go over it. First of all, the preseason. None of the dates are, are set in stone yet for the preseason, but they'll be playing the 49ers, the first preseason game, at Allegiant Stadium. Then they travel to L.A. to face the Rams for preseason game number two, and then they're in Arlington to take on the Cowboys for preseason game number three. Uh, before that second game against the Rams, they're going to have a scrimmage, a joint scrimmage, as many uh, coaches like to do. They like those better than the preseason games. So uh, Vinny Bonsignor reported that they will be in L.A. to scrimmage with the Rams before that second preseason game. So that's the preseason schedule right there at home versus the 49ers, on the road against the Rams, and at the, on the road against the Cowboys. Now, what really matters, the regular season. So let's go ahead and break it down. We'll talk about the games. We'll say where they're at, if it's a primetime game, and if I think it's a dub or an L. So here we go. And these are guaranteed to be wrong, too, by the way. Season starts Sunday, September 10th at Denver. Sean Payton, uh, Russell Wilson, Jarrett Stidham. That's going to be an interesting element, man. How does Jarrett Stidham help Sean Payton and the Broncos get prepared for that first game of the season? He's been with Josh McDaniels his whole career outside of this year, so you know he knows everything that Josh McDaniels wants to do offensively, and he's going to be working really hard to prepare that Denver defense for what Josh McDaniels does. So that's going to be an interesting element. The Raiders travel to Denver week one, September 10th, to kick off the season. I'm giving the Raiders the dub. I think the game's going to be tougher, but I'm going to give them the dub. They've been playing really well against Denver, no matter who the coach is, uh, with the Raiders or with Denver. So I think they keep that up. They go 1-0 to start the season. Then they stay on the road Sunday, September 17th. They go to Buffalo 10 a.m. kickoff on the West Coast, I'm going to give them a loss. Even though I think that they're going to play them pretty competitively, I'm just going to give them a loss. They're on the road for back-to-back weeks, so they're 1-1 one one after two weeks before they return to Allegiant Stadium Sunday, September 24th to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers Sunday night football and I think they get the dub. I don't think Kenny Pickett. I know he's got a few more weapons around him now. I know that they got a few more players on defense, but I think they're still trying to work things out. And plus the Raiders need to get a little get back for their uh, December 24th loss uh, in Pittsburgh a year ago. So I think that they get them early and they, uh, they get this dub. So they're 2-1 and one after three games in their first one at Allegiant Stadium in 2023. Then they travel to L.A. to take on the Chargers. I always say that the Raiders and Chargers are going to split. So you're really just deciding, okay, are they going to win on the road and lose at home, or are they going to win on, on the road or win at, at Allegiant Stadium and then lose on the road? So I'm going to have them losing this one at L.A. Uh, October 1st. So they're 2-2 two and two after four weeks taking on the Chargers in week four in L.A. at SoFi Stadium. Then they return home Monday, October 9th to host the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love. Not Aaron Rodgers anymore. Jordan Love. So I'm going to give them a dub. I think that Jordan Love makes a couple mistakes and the Raiders are able to take advantage of it. And they get another primetime victory and improve overall 3-2 and two after, five se- after five weeks into the season. Then... 
The next week, October 15th, Sunday, they host the New England Patriots, and somehow, someway, the Patriots find a way to win this game, get a little bit of revenge for the way that they lost a season ago in Allegiant Stadium with the Chandler Jones walk-off. I don't know what the Patriots are going to do to get that dub. I just think that they get it. That's one I could be swayed, though, the other way because I still think Mac Jones has a long way to go to prove who he can be, but I just think that the Patriots are going to want to get a little bit of revenge for the way they lost that game. So uh, after six weeks, I have the Raiders sitting there at 3-3. And three, Sunday, October 22nd, they travel to Chicago and uh, take on Justin Fields and the Bears. I think it's going to be a tougher game. It's a 10 a.m. kickoff, but I don't think the Chicago Bears are where the Chicago Bears need to be. So I think that the Raiders get this dub and improve to four and three. On October 30th, it's a Monday night football. They're in Detroit. And I'm sorry, Raider Nation. And I could be wrong. I might come back later on. Matter of fact, after week one, when the the Lions take on the Chiefs, I might come back and be like, you know what? The Lions are a lot better team than I thought. But I just cannot crown them already. A lot of people are giving the Lions all their props. I know they had a good season in 2022, but that does not mean that they're going to turn around and have a great season in 2023. They got the first game of the season against Kansas City. Like that Thursday night game is Detroit in KC. Now, Again, if they go to Arrowhead and, and they wax the, the Chiefs, maybe the conversation will be different. But uh, they got to show me before I believe it. So I think that the Raiders go to Detroit. and I think they get that, that win. Monday night football action. Uh, again, another victory in prime time. Then they return to Allegiant Stadium, take on the Giants. I think they beat Daniel Jones. It's another team that they got to show it. And Daniel Jones is another player you got to show it. I know he was successful in 2022 in a contract year. He's got his money now, but he's got to show me. Right, I'm not convinced. So he's got to show me. I think that the Raiders get that dub and improve to six and three. So they're on a little bit of a roll, right? Three game winning streak. Well, you know, three game winning streaks all got to come to an end at some point, right? So uh, now I'm looking at the New York Jets. They come to Allegiant Stadium Sunday night football. Aaron Rodgers and I don't really think that the uh, Jets win this game because of Aaron Rodgers. I think they win the game because of the defense. I think that the Raiders make a couple mistakes. That Jets defense makes them pay. I don't know if it's an interception or a fumble. Something happens where the Jets get this W and uh, snap the Raiders' three-game winning streak. So now the Raiders are sitting there at 6-4, and and they travel to Miami November 19th, 10 a.m. kickoff. And don't tell me why, or I don't really know why. I don't really know the, the exact answer, except for the Dolphins have a really good offense. Don't know who's going to be playing quarterback, if Tua's going to be healthy. Of course, I never root for a guy to be injured, but we just know the history with Tua. Uh, but the, the Dolphins made an effort to improve that defense this upcoming year. So I think by November, their defense will be playing a lot better. And whoever that quarterback is has a nice little uh, set of weapons to work with. So I think the Dolphins get that win. The Raiders sitting there at 6-5 and five after 11 games. And, of course, they have their final game before the bye. They host the Kansas City Chiefs, and I just give them a loss on that one. So they're 6-6 six and six going into the bye, which isn't too bad depending on what they do coming out of the bye. Week 13, they rest up. Week 14, they host the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins. I think he'll throw a couple interceptions, make a few mistakes. I mean, he's known to do that. And I don't think that their defense is quite where it needs to be. I know Brian Flores is the defensive coordinator now. They're trying to improve that, but I don't think that it's improved that much. So I think Minnesota takes that L on December 10th. The Raiders improved to 7-6. and six. Then... Thursday night football against the Chargers. Uh, of course, another primetime game. I think the Raiders get that victory as well and improve to 8-6. and six. And then they travel to Arrowhead on Christmas. That's at Monday, uh, 10 a.m. kickoff, and I think they lose that game. So they end up being 8-7 uh, after, after that Christmas Day game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Just got a couple more games. Sunday, December 31st, that's New Year's Eve. They uh, travel to Indianapolis, Anthony Richardson and company, and I think that they get the victory there. Just don't think that Anthony Richardson is is going to be 
that far along in his game where he can just take over. It's going to be tough to get down just because he can run, but I just think he'll probably make a couple of mistakes with his arm, and so the Raiders can get that dub and improve to 9-7. and seven. And then the final game of the, the season against the Denver Broncos, they started the season with Denver, and they end the season with Denver. Week 18, there is no date. There is no time. So that's still TBD. Uh, the NFL will announce it at some point. But I still think that the Raiders are better than the Broncos. So I think that they get that dub and end up sweeping with uh, against Denver in 2023 and improve to 10-7. and seven. So if you told me that the Raiders are going to be 10-7 after going 6-11 and 11 a year before, I'd say that is fantastic. Now I said that this is guaranteed to be wrong. It is guaranteed to be wrong. I don't think that it's going to be that far off, though, when it comes to the record. I think that the Raiders have a good chance to win 9 or 10 games. That doesn't mean that they're going to make the playoffs. 10 games used to say that they were going to get in the playoffs, but it's a little bit more difficult with 17 games, even though I know that there's, you know, seven teams from each conference that make it to the playoffs. I just think it's going to be a little bit more difficult. So if they are on the outside looking in and knocking on the door of the playoffs and they don't quite get in, but they win 10 games, I still feel good about the direction that they're going. Of course, ultimately want them to make the playoffs, but I feel pretty comfortable that they'll win nine or 10 games in 2023 based off this schedule. What is on your mind? What do you think? Let me know about it. 707-654-4693. That's the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line. Those calls and texts are coming up next to close out the show here on the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Went a little long there in segment number two, so only get a couple calls and texts in as we close out the show on this Friday. Let's start out with Proto from the 778 in Vancouver. He's calling pretty fired up about the five primetime games that the Raiders have in 2023. Here he is, Proto from the 778. Five primetime games, Q. Five primetime games. First of all, I do want to say thankful i do want to be thankful for foster morrow and coming through what seems to be that he's coming through his cancer uh forgetting that um the deal that, that he got so that's really good news there secondly prayers for jamie fox's family and all the stuff that he's dealing with now back to the raiders queue five prime time games this is way more than i expected it's way more than anybody expected and the schedule is looking pretty good for some of the most important games that we're going to play, including playing four AFC games to end the season and a really late bye week. So, honestly, this could be good. Here's the thing, though. I think this will be the last season for Josh McDaniels to prove himself. Why? Because if you get five primetime games and you embarrass the Raiders, Mark Daniels will not be happy. So, I think Josh McDaniels, is going to have to prove himself. Personally, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm done predicting how this season is going to go. I'm just going to wait and see what happens. But I do think Justin Daniels has to prove himself this season because, like, like I said, if he embarrasses the Raiders on national television and you do it more than once, I don't think you're going to be sticking around for very long. So, but anyways, we didn't get any national international games, but we got five primetime games. That still means that everybody wants to watch the Raiders. So this is really good news for the nation because the entire world gets to see us five times on a national stage against some really good teams. That's why I got Q. As always, this is your boy Proto from the 778 Vancouver. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day. Thank you for the call, my man. It's always good to hear from you. And, yeah, I mean, you want to talk about surprise. Five primetime games, and, again, as I mentioned, six if you're counting Christmas. It's pretty amazing for a team that – only won six games in 2022, and four of those are at home. 
That's what's even crazier. Four of those primetime games are at home. The only ones that are away is the Monday night football game against the Lions and then that Monday night or Monday day football game against Kansas City on Christmas. So uh, pretty surprising that all those primetime games, for the most part, are at home. But it's an opportunity to make some noise uh, in primetime and let the whole league see who you are. Now, that can go one of two ways, right? That can go really good for you or that can go really bad for you. So we'll see how it shakes out for the silver and black. But uh, I was pretty impressed when I saw that they had as many primetime games, even though Black Friday was not one of them. So, Proto, thanks for the call. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a text from Raiders fan in San Diego. It says, hey, Q, I hope all is well with you and your family. I have had some time to look into the draft picks, and I'd like to say I believe the picks of Wilson and Mayer were back-to-back home runs. Mayer's going to kill it in the NFL. I can't wait to see Wilson wrap his arms around opposing quarterbacks. The other pick I'd like to point out was in round five, Smith, the safety from Georgia. He's going to be the steal of day three. He's very smart. You could tell he loves to study film. The other thing I noticed in this draft is football IQ and hustle. All of them to be, appear to be intelligent players and want to make the play. And it shows on film. Then he also mentioned something about the the uh, the schedule, and he actually texted in before the schedule dropped. He said, one more thing. The thing I look forward to the most when the schedule release happens is planning the days I get to tell people to leave me alone for four hours. I'm watching the Raiders and drinking beer. As always, Raider Nation for Life signed uh, Raider fan in San Diego. Thanks for the text, my man. And, yeah, I think that Wilson and Mayer are going to be really good. Mayer, I think, is going to be so stinking good. Such a big key cog to that Raiders offense. But Wilson, I think, is going to be really good as well, especially what he can learn from Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. I think that's going to be awesome. I'm excited about Smith. Like you mentioned, I call him little Deron Harmon. I think he's going to be able to bring a lot to the table. I'm actually hoping that the Raiders sign Deron Harmon to another uh, contract, like a one-year extension. Would love to see Deron Harmon come back. When I talked to him at the Celebrity Basketball game, I asked him if he was returning. He said that's the plan. So hopefully the Raiders make that part of the plan. I think he'd go a long way with helping with the maturity and the growth of Smith, the safety out of Georgia. So thank you so much for that. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a a call from Chuck Raider in the ATX. That's Austin, Texas. He's calling to talk about the draft and some of the players that the Raiders selected. He talks about Max Crosby and more. Here he is, Chuck Raider, calling out of Austin, Texas. What's up, Q? Uh, This is Chuck Raider over in the ATX. Hey, I wanted to uh, go over some of the draft with you. Um, I was super fired up on the draft in terms of – taking Wilson in the first round, remember, I want a D-line. And I think you added to a strength. The guy I called about, Max Crosby, give me a break. Did you see since 2021, he's got the most pressures on a quarterback. The guy plays relentless, and he plays every snap practically. you got to get that guy a breather. I mean, give me a break. None of these, I, The Eagles have such a huge rotation on the D-line. Don't look at what those guys do. I mean, you got to have bodies, man. you got to have guys that can get to the quarterback. And that was a huge pickup. Tight end, you know, he's got to be a stud, you can tell. The one thing about him is you know how important the tight end position is in that offense. I mean, that's why you got to have it. you got to have a couple of them. And so I don't mind that. Um, I, now, the third-round pick, the speaker, uh, I love the D-tackle out of Alabama. I mean, you had to have another D-tackle. The guy they took in the uh, the second pick of the third round uh, out of uh, Cincy, you know, I wasn't sold on that pick. I think he could have gone linebacker or DB there. But no draft is going to be flawless, and maybe they use the guy a little bit more. And the speed killed him. You know, you can't teach speed. So for me, and then the O-line, you know, I, I would have rather have them address the O-line at some point. I don't know why these guys keep going back to the well with some of these guys. 
on the O-line. Maybe they're thinking something's going to get released, uh, you know, after June 1st, something like that. I don't know. We need some O-line. We need a linebacker, too, bro. I can't believe they just don't go and get a linebacker. They, they refuse to sit there and address Chuck, great call, man. Thanks. It's always good to hear from you, and I agree with you 100% when it comes to Max. I mean, the dude, as you mentioned, played just about every snap in 2022, like 96%, almost 1,100 snaps in 2022. <laughs> as far as the draft, Wilson, I think he has a chance to be really good. Mayor, I talked about him uh, in the last message and the last call. I think he's going to be really stinking good. Uh, Young, the defensive tackle from Bama, everybody I've talked to, everybody, it doesn't matter where they come from, if they've covered Alabama, whatever, they all say this dude's going to be like a 10-year pro. He's going to be solid. He's not going to be anything flashy, but he's going to be really good for about 10 years. Whoever he's playing for, he's just going to be solid. And I think that that's what the Raiders need is solid football players, of course, sprinkled in with some stars around them. They already got a couple stars. Now they need some guys that can just do their job and do it at a high level. I think Young is going to be that guy. Offensive lineman, uh, I think they wanted to draft a couple. Obviously, it didn't happen, but they did sign a couple priority undrafted free agents as soon as the draft got wrapped up. So we'll see in training camp how those guys start to, you know, add some depth to to what they already have as far as the roster goes. So thank you so much for that uh that call I do or that text, excuse me. I do or no, it was a call. <laughs> Sorry, Chuck. It was a call. Definitely appreciate that. Uh now up next we got a text. Let's get a text from Raider A B in Inglewood. He said, What's up, Q? Raider A B here out of Inglewood. So the Raiders will face the Chiefs in Kansas City on Christmas morning. I love that. I look forward to it. Also got Green Bay and Vegas during the week six on Monday night football, considering missing work to be there for sure. And I'll be expecting a dub as well. We'll see what other primetime games we have in store for us, but so far so good. Have a good one. Q, thanks brother that's from Raider AB in Inglewood thanks for that text and he texted in as well before the full schedule was dropped and I know that week six looked like it was uh, going to be the Packers game I thought that it was going to be week six the Packers game that ended up being week five uh, but yeah that's that's going to be one at the house I'm looking at the date right now Monday October 9th that's going to be that Monday night football game uh, and I have the Raiders winning that one as well three and two and of course having all those other Man, having all those other primetime games is just, again, a super surprise for a team, in my opinion, that only won six games a year ago. So I'm shocked that the NFL put them in as many primetime games as they did. But, hey, that's cool. I'll take it. I'm not mad at that at all. We'll close out with a call from King Raider in L.A. He's calling to talk about the NFL missing out on that Black Friday game and also talks about the rest of the schedule release. Here he is, King Raider in L.A. Hey, what's up, Q? It's your boy, King Raider, from out here in L.A., California. Well, actually, I'm in Compton. I'm in Compton, man. But anyways, brother, 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 you was right on it, man. How did the NFL fumble such a great opportunity of having the Raiders play on Black Friday? When you said it, I was already like, ooh, that's going to be our game. Come on now. Black Friday, silver and black. Come on now. Let's go together. Fumble there. Fumble on their international game. Um... Hopefully we get at least two primetime games. Damn it. The Raiders is a must-see team. Because either you love them or you hate them. So, everybody want to see us. Either win or lose. So, NFL, get your stuff together. and give us at least a Monday night, Sunday night, maybe even a Thursday night. Give us all three primetime. Besides that, Q, love the NFL. Keep up the great work, man. Interviews. All the intel on the new draftees, everything, man. Great shows every day. First this every morning. And, oh, by the way, what's up with the Lakers?
of 3-2. Last night game was good. See y'all in L.A. Go Lakers and go Vaders. Thank you so much for the call, my man. And I'll tell you, I guess I was the only one. Or maybe I wasn't because you mentioned it as well. I just thought that when they announced that Black Friday game, it made all the sense in the world that the Raiders would be part of that. Clearly, they're not. But with all those other primetime games that they got, cool. <laughs> right? I'll take it. So I'm not mad at that. But uh, I thought that they did miss the, a big opportunity. You've got the black hole. You've got the black stadium. you got silver and black. Uh, you, you know, you got all the all the different, uh, you know, T-shirts that the Raider, Raiders used to uh, always be rocking. You know, the, the real women wear black. The real men wear black. This, that, and the other. I mean, it's just like, I, obviously, it's more than color. Uh, because they put the Jets and the Dolphins on Black Friday. But I just thought that, for at least for the first one, I mean, I was greedy, and I wanted it every single uh, year. But at least for the first one, they could have had the Raiders there. But, I mean, again, they kind of, uh, you know, did them a solid by giving them as many primetime games as they did. So thank you so much for that call. I definitely appreciate you. And that's going to do it uh, for me for this uh, show. It's going to do it for us for the week. And, of course, you're going to go into the weekend Raider Nation and the Raiders rookie minicamp will be going on. If I find out some news and notes from that, of course, we'll bring it to the show on Monday. We'll have more calls and texts, and we'll have plenty to talk about. Of course, it is Mother's Day weekend this upcoming weekend, so make sure you take care of moms like uh, old man Willie Brown used to say at the draft. And it's funny, being at the draft in Kansas City, I didn't even notice that Raymond Chester had shouted out Mother's Day like uh, Willie Brown used to do. It was, you know, a little bit earlier than the draft used to be, and it used to be right coming up on Mother's Day weekend. So shout out to Raymond Chester for acknowledging moms. Again, I didn't even catch that on the broadcast. Someone had to bring that to my attention on my radio show on Thursday. But, uh, yeah, take good care of your moms and uh, make sure because they've always taken good care of you. So, again, we'll be back on Monday, Raider Nation. Uh, Have a great weekend. Thanks again, as always, for the support. Thanks so much for checking out the show, your first listen each and every day. And shout-out to my man Ari, who has us up on YouTube each and every day. But until Monday, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.